It is the eve of our adventure into Baja, and on this episode, we're answering your questions about moving into a 25-foot trailer. Plus, what will the new Netflix password-sharing rules mean for you as RVers? Could be a big deal. That and more. This is RV Miles. This winter, L.L. Bean wants to help you get outfitted for all that's out there with tips and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. Finding time outside can feel tough in winter, but it's just steps away if you turn your backyard into a winter oasis. Add a fire pit to keep you warm, some winter games to keep you active, and some all-weather furniture and outdoor blankets for chilling out comfortably. Just because it's cold out, that doesn't mean you have to be cold. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com slash guide. Welcome to episode number 265 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our three boys, have been Crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip, and it's about to get a whole lot more epic since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to industry news, our national parks, Baja, Alaska, and so much more. We are we are just <laughs> hours away from packing up and leaving Palm Springs. We uh, we actually have this campground book till tomorrow, but we're we're getting out a night early to we are going to the campground mecca oasis the campground of, of the gods walmart, the walmart. <laughs> uh, we're going to stage at a walmart uh, near the border so that we're ready to hit the border first thing in the morning and get down we want to get south mm-hmm. into baja so that we can be warm <laughs> yes and can we mention too this walmart also has a starbucks Sure. In the parking lot in the yeah. morning. So it's sort of like... You, you and Jamie have talked about that a lot. And I, I <laughs> oh, don't care. <laughs> Clay has also talked about it a lot, okay? <laughs> let's let's not the, pretend that Clay and I will be the ones walking over in the morning getting the Starbucks orders. <laughs> there are some last minute things that we need, which will be convenient for being next to Walmart as well. Uh, so today on the show, we had sort of asked some folks in the Facebook group and on Instagram about your questions about uh, moving into the Ibex and why we chose it, all that sort of stuff. So we're going to get into that in the middle part of the show. But I want to start with talking about this new Netflix password sharing thing that's coming down. So it's been rumored for well over a year. Uh, They actually were testing in different countries in South America, new rules on password sharing to keep people from, you know, having five people on the same Netflix account from different households. Uh, So why does that affect our viewers? Well, the way they intend to implement this is that you have to, have each device that you have Netflix on your iPad, your TV, whatever it is, it has to be logging in at your home address at least once a month. So that's obviously concerning folks who travel for more than a month at a time who use Netflix a lot. People who have two homes, even if you're not an RVer, you've got a Southern home, you've got a Northern home Mm -hmm. uh, and people who are full time and don't have a home address that they're logging into every month. Uh, are concerned about this. So 
Nobody knows exactly how this is going to be implemented yet. Netflix has put out some information on the website. Uh, they have they made the language sound very, very firm at first, and they have now gone back and softened the language about what it will be like, uh, basically, basically moving it to you must to, you, you might need to. Um, but it, what's going to happen remains to be seen. But it, what it seems like, going through what Netflix says they're going to do is if you are not able to be in your home area uh, in the course of that given month, that you will then have to request a code from Netflix that might go to your email um, or to another one of your devices that you then put in. I don't think this is going to be a big deal at all. A lot of people are very, very, very concerned about this, but I think it's going to be if you're traveling after a month, you may have to get a secondary authorization code to put in, and you're really not going to have to worry about it too, too much, unless you have people, again, in multiple households <laughs> at the same time using it. So if you are one of those people that's got like your, you know, like... Aunt Nancy you, might have to get off the your, account. Your okay. parents on one and you're on the... So they, that's, and that's what they're trying to get rid of. They're trying to have more signups. Uh, people speculate this is going to be less Netflix users and not more. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I would like to put this in a little bit of context, though, for those who are very, 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 very concerned. It's just Netflix. Yeah. It's Netflix. I mean, There's not I would, much on it anymore. I would be sad. Well, that's, I would be sad to lose Bake Off, you know. But, but, but you can just recite every season by heart by now. No, so. no, no. The, the, Noel and Matt seasons aren't nearly as enjoyable <laughs> as previous seasons. But I think that uh, even if this doesn't shake out well for full-timers in the beginning, I suspect that over time, Netflix will figure this out. They will work out these bugs and we will all get our Netflix original movies back. You will get you know, whatever it is you're watching on Netflix, Henry will get his dragons back. It there, will all be Netflix okay. Netflix has announced many things over the years, including price increases and stuff that it has walked back many yeah. times yeah. after lots of pushback. Ne Netflix is basically like a parent. They threaten, they threaten, they threaten, and there's a zero follow through. <laughs> So, you know, we're just all the kids and we're, we'll are we see what uh, parent Netflix decides to do. I'm interested to see if we have any challenges with streaming services being in a different country for a month. Um, that could Because, uh, you know, often you're licensed for a certain company mm -hmm. or country or whatever. Um, Starlink is going to work for us in, in Baja, but the way Starlink works in terms of international use is you get up to two months consecutive and then you have to be back in into your home country or, or it won't work. So that's going to be fine for us uh, mm -hmm. since we're going to be in Baja for about a month. Yeah, there's been a lot of, and we'll talk about this at a later time, and we'll definitely do, I think, its own video dedicated to this. But there has been a lot of little tiny things about going to Baja and traveling to Mexico mm -hmm. that I don't think you really think about or are talked about a lot until those very, very last minute. And then they're very stress inducing. So, you know, once we get through and, and we've been able to go through the process ourselves, we will certainly share all of it, the good and the bad and the frustrating and the tiny little minute things that you might not think about so that you don't have some of the frustrations that we have had trying to uh, prepare ourselves for Mexico. You know, another thing too, and, 
if we don't have streaming service for a month, well, we don't have it for a month. But I suspect that we will be we'll be fine, just fine. Uh, but are we good to move on? Yeah. Do, have we fleshed out enough of this Netflix? Okay. All right. Because I feel like what we need to talk about now is that you are no longer wearing the Infinity Gauntlet on your hand. Yes. But so that you got the cast. I got the cast off. Taken off. I now have a splint that I'm going to be in for. Uh, well, now actually just another week. In uh, well, a you went days. on Monday. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, so the. Mm, I'm a little concerned. (laughs) There's a lot of concerns. I don't need surgery, which is the good thing. Um, But the the concern I have is that I did snap a tendon. And when I take, because I can take the splint off and shower and wash my hands and and store stuff like that. That finger does not move. It looks like Uh, a gorilla's finger. It it is very swollen. Not where the break was, but where the ring was was because the break was much much higher and i know that i'm just i'm going to need some physical therapy i'm going to need to do some exercises to get that working again i know that tendon's going to need to sort of regrow and heal and all that sort of stuff i i don't think this finger (laughs) trying to use it is 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 ever going to be back to normal so getting used to like typing and stuff is typing is very hard i'm right-handed typing still basically uh, right-handed and left thumb, and it's it's a it's a big challenge for for me right now. But I I have a little bit more mobility without big giant infinity gauntlet cast on. <laughs> yes, that is uh that was really fortunate because you were able to get that off like right before we were going to be leaving for Baja. So that was fantastic yeah. because it really doesn't require you now to go back and be seen. They were able to give you everything you need to care for it. Uh, but it is uh. It is gruesome looking, and I actually think the tendon is going to be more of a problem for you than the break was. Yeah. Like, uh, that's what, yeah. so, I mean, that is... I agree. Ooh, I, I'm sorry, babe. It's <laughs> it's going to be a minute. He made a fist the other day with that hand. I literally, when the, I closed my hand... The, I, ring, I, the, what, the ring finger just stayed straight. And, <laughs> like, and was, I can't even make my right ring finger, the good no, one, do what was, the left one is doing. It was uh, like a parlor <laughs> trick that I don't ever want to see again. It was it was pretty gruesome. <laughs> My concern is it's not going to bend, and I'm going to get caught, get it caught on something, and break it again. I'm just going to put you in a bubble. Uh, in a bubble, everything will be fine. It's fine. It's fine. Let's take a break. It's fine. Well, as we mentioned, we are getting ready to leave in just a few hours, so uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about your questions about the ibex. Be right back. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around. You'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes. A full line of weight distributing hitches. Adjustable ball mounts and a new line of fifth wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit BlueOx.com. This episode is supported by ParkWolf, the ultimate app for visiting U.S. national parks. With ParkWolf, you can view upcoming places and amenities as you drive through the park, locate the nearest gas, food, bathrooms, and pullover points. ParkWolf's wildlife maps show you the best times and places to see or avoid wildlife. 
along with a feed of the latest wildlife sighting photos from the parks. Park Wolf even makes it possible for you to view your live location and direction on official park maps while staying up to date on current NPS alerts and advisories. Park Wolf keeps working even if you lose service. To learn more, download the Park Wolf app for iPhone free from the Apple App Store today. We're back and we're here to answer your questions about moving into the IBEX. This is always my favorite thing is answering questions. Mm-hmm. I love when when we get user submitted questions and we are able to answer them and yeah. so, share them with you. So I feel like we should just go ahead and lay this out, though, because there were a lot of this question. And if you think you're listening and you're going to get the answer to this question, just know that the question that pertains to Jason and I as grown-ups is not going to be answered. We're not talking about that. We we didn't talk about it with the Saber. We ain't going to talk about it with Bexy. Just letting everybody know if you need to click out of this episode now, because now you're like, oh, well, now I don't want to listen anymore. You're going to miss other great stuff. You look for campgrounds with playgrounds. <sighs> Our kids are too old for playgrounds anymore. They don't care. Go for a bike ride. So, but just know that there will be no grown up answering. Of so questions. the first question that is was second most asked. That yes. one. Uh, how did you land on the IBEX? Well, well, we knew we wanted to work with the folks at Forest River, uh, mainly because we are under contract with them as influencers uh, for their Saber brand. And we didn't want to sort of give that up. But we thought if, well, we can buy another unit from them and just continue it under that same yeah. agreement. So that's what we, we decided to do. But Forest River has 50 brands. So we had a <laughs> heck of a lot to choose <laughs> from. Yeah, and we just didn't want to we didn't want to be disrespectful to the contract we already had with them. So it felt really natural to start there first and see if there was, I mean, because we were looking, it had to fit what we needed. And if it hadn't, then we would have had to reevaluate that relationship and figure something else out, which we were totally willing to do as well. Thankfully though, the IBEX really had some of the like top tier items that we were looking for that we felt would make this trip as comfortable as possible for us. Yeah. And those main things were, uh, we wanted it to be simple. Uh, we didn't want multiple slides. We would have been fine with no slides. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we wanted to be able to sort of move quickly. Uh, we wanted to be able to have access to the bathroom, the kitchen, everything when we travel, because you know, once we get up uh, on the Alcan in Alaska, there's not going to be a lot of rest stops to go to, yeah. things like that. And we want to be able to access everything we need. And use it. And like, use it. We really wanted to be able to yeah. have a slide closed and still be able to cook, even still be able to have everyone access their sleeping area if needed to be able to get to the bathroom. And all of the components of being able to check tanks and solar and all the all the gadgets, like we wanted complete and total full access as possible. And we didn't think when we first started looking at the IBEX 20BHS, which is what we have, that we thought the slide was going to come in much further than it does. And then thankfully, we were able to watch and to see several videos and really get our hands on information that showed us just how much space we have between when the slide is closed and the kitchen. And that was really, that's when we went, okay, yeah, this is, this is the one we want to go yeah. with. It's a little bit smaller. We had been looking at around 30 feet. And I think I remember 
talking to you and we were going back and forth between this 30 foot toy hauler and then this one. And I said, well, if we're just going to do it, let's do it. Yeah. Let's go small. Let's go as small as we can. If we're really, if that's the goal is to be, it's, it move as quick as we can and be as nimble as we can, then let's do that. We, we knew we needed space for five to sleep. Mm-hmm. Obviously we wanted, there, there are some differences in looking for a rig like this for, you know, camping for a week at a time or going out on the mm-hmm. weekends and, and living in for a decent amount of time as we are. So we, we knew we needed a decent sleeping spaces for the kids where they could have them be their own personal space. We knew we needed a decent amount of storage because we're bringing a lot of stuff with us. So uh, we, we were kind of honing in on both Ibex and no boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, always was really kind of excited about no boundaries uh, before and they're basically sister brands they're very very similar constructions similar plants same people designing them uh, same fixtures and everything um, so we were we kind of honed in on those and we're looking in between floor plans between those two brands part of what we liked too was that they've introduced this new independent suspension system which is great great mm-hmm. great great we were excited about getting that so that was actually I think again yeah. another tipping point towards this particular yeah. model because once we knew they were going to be putting that independent suspension that they call beast mode onto the Ibex and it wasn't just going to be with no boundaries anymore, then we really felt like we were able yeah. to expand what we were looking at. And this, you know, the 20 BHS has just far exceeded in regards to space, individual space for all of us, far exceeded what I thought. I mean, Ethan's room is like, he kind of landed like the best yeah, spot. Yeah, he's in the dinette. And uh, it's completely so, converted into a room now. But there were other options within those two brands that we were looking at mm-hmm. where they have like a Murphy bed to give us uh, a sofa and some more sort of living space. But everything in RV design is trade-offs, right? So when you put a Murphy bed in like that with a sofa, you're losing storage underneath the bed. You're also limiting yourself uh, in regards to the kind of sofa that, or yeah. excuse me, the kind of mattress that you can have on your Murphy bed. And I also felt really struggling that we all needed really good, yeah. comfortable places to sleep. And I was willing to sacrifice a couch in order for you and I to have an actual dedicated bed. Right, because the bed we, would have to, the, the mattress would have to sort of fold right. in half. And, and you can't do that with a, a thicker mattress. Yeah, and yeah. so I just felt like a good night's sleep is just really, really important. And then we needed to double down on what we had talked about, which was making the outside yeah. part of our living space. Like, let's let's really get back to that. That was such a big component with us for Bussy. Yeah. And this really does feel like being in this, this rig really does feel like a little bit like a return to Bussy a bit. You know, I, I said that to you the other night. I said, this feels familiar it feels yeah, yeah, it does. It does. feels very much like home like it's how tight we, it's it is. stuff everywhere but but if you can think outside of the box and you can get a little creative and you can learn from others who have come before you you can really put something pretty amazing together and you have been able to design and create and think up some incredible storage in there that was really simple really inexpensive yeah. and once we get on the road and we really do have everything kind of settled. We absolutely want to share all of that with everyone. And we will do 
we've done the walkthrough now of what it looks like. Wait till you see the walkthrough <laughs> of what it looks like after the Epperson's got a hold of it. It's uh, a completely different rig. Maybe not in regards to colors. We didn't do anything wild like painting or anything, but we really did figure out a way to make it work for a family of five. So that is why we landed. That's just a few of the things as to why we landed on the Ibex. Now, this next question really shot up uh, once I just shared a reel a couple days ago showing the beginning stages of what we were doing to Fordo. So (laughs) we've gotten a lot of questions about what are our storage options for the trimmer, and were we going to be making that a part of how we had carried everything that we need to carry? Yeah, well, one of the great things about you know moving away from the fifth wheel is you get your bed back uh, in the truck, and and we it was so pretty in there with <laughs> it's going to be so dirty now. Knowing that that was happening, it, we we decided that this would be a year that we also all got bikes. Mm-hmm. So the kids got bikes for Christmas. Uh, we got a couple electric bikes ourselves. So the the big thing that we needed the truck to do was be the storage space for our bikes. And in order to do that, you know, you've got a few options. Like you can mount a hitch to the front of the truck. I've seen people do. You can put a rack on top of the roof of the cab, which that would be virtually impossible for us to get our electric bikes way up there. They're Not 75 pounds a piece. <laughs> Not happening. Um, you can put them in the bed, but then you lose all that storage space in the bed. Uh, and we still wanted some storage there. And there's other stuff that needs to go back there, like yep. wheel chocks and uh, other sort of Generator outdoor campsite the, stuff. Yeah, yeah, our solo stove. And so, yes. Uh, so quickly, what we decided on was this system from Lightner Designs. Um, and we'll do a whole video on this in the future. But it, it is a, a rack system that also allows for bins that mount on the side above your bed rails. So what we were able to do then is uh, have a rack that is, you know, truck height that the kids three bikes go up on. Mm-hmm. And we've got these big storage units on the side that we can put gear in. And then we can put a few things in the truck bed, like generator and stuff. And then there's room for our folding electric bikes. Uh, we have the, the electric X premium bikes that are folding electric bikes but they're still big and heavy uh that can go in the bed and we strap them down so uh it's so far i mean we really just got it finished yesterday yeah um is a little bit of a game of tetris to figure out how we want to be able to access stuff like in order of importance but i think it looks it looks great we also we also have spaces now for uh, a a jerry can for gas and a jerry can for water and and there's there's just really easy access to everything now the concern with that is things getting stolen so yeah we're you know we've been working with how we lock everything up and i think we've got that figured out as well but again we'll do like a full sort of video tour of of the system that we used other options the question was about options Mm -hmm. other options were to do like a truck topper which would have been harder to get the bikes up on the roof yes Um, uh, or we could have, what like we had in the Pioneer, we mounted the bikes above the propane tanks on the trailer. That worked out okay. And we could have done that here. Um, but I, we're, we're excited about this, and I think it's going to work out pretty well. Yeah, so our um, next question, and actually we need to update this because we have decided against it, uh, is besides solar and composting toilet, any other upgrades needed to boondock in the bucks? 
Uh, if we hadn't made it clear, and I'm sorry if we haven't, um, we have decided not to bring the composting toilet over from the Sabre. We're going to leave it there. Uh, time, especially once Jason broke his finger, time just wasn't on our yeah. side anymore. Yeah. And so we had to make some decisions that uh, in order to really be able to leave tonight. And so that big decision was to not bring over the composting toilet. Uh, in regards to solar, we ended up adding more solar than we thought we were going to have. Thanks to my brother, Justin, who drove in yeah. from uh, about an hour and a half from here, came in one day with you and spent all day here with us, helping us get all that yeah. solar. So we, now we've we, got... Yeah, we essentially put our whole solar extreme kit from GoPower that was on the Sabre. We yeah. moved that whole kit over to the Ibex, plus GoPower already had a, a panel on the roof of the Ibex. So now we have just under 800 watts on the Ibex, which is considerable considering the small roof up there. Yeah. And, and then we also have four ground deploy panels from mm -hmm. Jackery that are 100 watts each. Yeah. So we have 1,200 available watts at this point. And then we have our two 250 amp lithium batteries yeah. that we also had and those came over from the saber that was yeah. also part of the go power package that we had in the saber so we feel very confident that we're going to be really comfortable the only downside to all of this because there is a 2000 watt inverter in the ibex it does not however it is not a whole house inverter the unfortunate thing is and i wish that they would maybe think about this a little bit more is that the convection microwave and the vacuum do not work when you aren't plugged in to power. Yeah. So we don't have an oven option. We don't have a, a propane oven. Now we have a, a three burner stove and we do have our griddle and we also have a uh, camp chef stove for outside. We do have those. We can use those. But it would have been really nice to, especially considering how much power we now have, ability to have, to be able to be using the microwave. Yeah, I, I'm still going to try to make at least the I microwave know. work. We, we, I could have moved the whole house inverter, which again was part of that Go Power Solar Extreme mm -hmm. package from the Sabre. There just wasn't a good way, a good place to put it and a good place to access the power in the IBEX without yeah. me figuring out a whole lot with one hand. Well, again. yeah. And then again, yeah. that was another one of those. It's oh, a one handed situation. Time isn't on our side. It would just be really great if they're going to do what they did a 2000 watt inverter. If they're going to put, you know, 200 Watts up on the roof, if they're really trying to make it to be off grid, then why not let us use one of the most, one of the major cooking components yeah. in there? Yeah. You know, it it's just it's a it's a little odd. The vacuum thing, whatever, that's fine. I we can yeah. that's no big deal. But it would be nice if the microwave. A couple worked. other little upgrades though that we are that are gonna help us boondock a little bit is so we do have those those four Jackery uh mm -hmm. ground deploy solar panels, but then we also have a, a a Jackery uh portable power station. A solar generator that we can attach those panels to two um or we can charge in the back of the truck uh and and that will give us a little bit extra battery power that we can use for for you know charging laptops and all that sort of stuff to not be drawing off the main battery power yeah and we also have this uh portable shower sprayer from a company called rinse kit that also has a heater in it and it you can plug it in again to the back of your truck and uh so it's sort of like an outdoor 
portable shower, which yeah. will be kind of convenient to have. Which will be actually incredibly convenient to have because our next question was, what are your tank sizes? And this is why you can see now we went ahead and wanted to get some sort of outdoor shower because uh, our gray and our black are only 30 gallons each. The fresh is 40. So water conservation is a very, very big deal to us. And one of the ways that we are hoping we can help our black tank along as we're boondocking is we actually went out and bought, and I know like Jamie and Clay thought this was so, so weird, but we're just so used to it from the composting toilet. But we went out and bought basically like a diaper genie. Um, And this one is steel and it's got like a little uh, slide lid on top and everyone's toilet paper is going inside there so that it's not going into the black tank. And if you are cringing in horror right now, just know that we've been using it now for like two weeks. Does It's a diaper genie. I mean, you know, if you change baby diapers, you know, it's not smelly. It's super easy to use. Yeah. It's right by the toilet. It's really not a big deal. Well, and, and it keeps poop pyramids from potentially happening in the rain. Well, and you can, uh, the whole idea is that you can flush with less water if yeah. you don't have toilet paper, right? Now, if if it's real bad, and like <laughs> you can still throw it in the toilet, we, right? We do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there is a threshold. <laughs> there is a threshold. And we've all talked about it. Like if if you feel like, Trying to put that in the toy into the diaper genie might create some issues and require some cleaning. It's best to just go ahead and flush down the toilet. Totally fine. But 95% of the time, it can go into the We can the also throw genie. things like body wipes in there, like for body when wipes. we like freshen up without a shower, that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And that's, you know, that's another thing that we're doing to make boondocking more accessible in the box is we're working with Bravo Sierra and they have graciously provided us with their really cool, like full body wipes, their dry shampoos. And, and we're going to really utilize that a lot in Baja again to make our gray tank last as long as possible. All right. Uh, now, this is a great question because I actually asked you this last night. Someone wanted to know, how do you clean out the vacuum? Uh, so the vacuum is sort of a, a cartridge that is under our pantry. Uh, and, and and you just, uh, you can hook, hook the hose up right there to it. Um, or then there's this the sweep station where you can mm-hmm. sweep into it. So it's like, it's like a central vac but it doesn't have hoses ran all over the house. You still connect a hose to it. Yeah. Uh, but you, it's just a cartridge that you pull out and it's got a bag in there and you dump and replace the bag theoretically. So I guess we'd need to get replacement Ooh. bags for it. Uh, oh, yeah, but I guess we do. in the time we've had it, it's, it's like a, it's like a quarter full. Well, and I, cause I thought, where does this magically go? I'm sweeping it into this and I have, I have no idea. I wasn't there during the walkthrough or any of that. And I thought, where am I magically sending this? Am I am I sending it just like flying out the back of the rig? Like what is happening? So it seems to be very easy to clean. It's also been really great to use. I've I've been actually kind of surprised. I thought it was going to be gimmicky. Oh no, sweeping up Man, and just sweeping into that without having to get the the dustpan out and you know, try to get every single crumb onto the dustpan. It's so great. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. <laughs> All right, how long do you plan to stay in the Bex? We have no idea. At least until August. 
Um, <laughs> it's a possibility that it's a, it's a probability that we are only in it for this adventure through August. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we will move back into the Saber. There's a chance that we'll just like it enough that we'll just stay in it. But there's also a chance that we'll be in it longer than we anticipate because it might be really difficult to get back to Palm Springs yeah. to get the Saber. Yeah. So it just kind of, it really, there's a lot of factors and you know, we've talked a lot about the um, upcoming RV Miles meetup that's going to be happening in the Midwest in the fall. And that's really going to play into whether or not we can kick it all the way back to California and get the Sabre. There's also a chance that, you know, 24 will be the year of us buying a house. Um, it's something we've considered and that, you know, maybe we will stick with a smaller adventure rig for, for when we go because camping. 2024 is also supposed to be the year that we do a big Northeast swing. And so who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Also Hawaii. Uh, as you know, our plans are up in it. That's not happening. Uh, what do you do for school on such a full time travel schedule? That's a fantastic question. Um, because I, I think this absolutely is a full-time travel schedule, but we do have it broken down that we are only moving for the most part on a Saturday or a Sunday. And during the week, we really do try to stick to a good schedule. The kids have out school classes online that they take. They have their schedules for each day that they are responsible for. And then Jason and I also have work as much as it's about keeping a schedule for the kids we also try and don't always succeed, but we do try to keep a really good schedule for ourselves. So while it might seem like what you're what we're presenting is a lot of like, we must look like we are just go, go, go all the time. It is still really, really boring here in regards to <laughs> how often we are out adventuring. And we do try to be really mindful of the kids' school schedule and only plan things regarding moving or activities when they are not doing their schoolwork. Final question is, are we leasing or buying this new trailer? I think we kind of hinted at it earlier, but we do like to be very clear about our relationship with any sort of sponsors, any sort of influencer deals that we ever do. We like to be very open and honest about them. That's one of the reasons we started working with Forest River in the first place when we first got the Sabre is because they feel the same way. It was important for for them that we were, were honest that that they put us into this saber. They they gave us the sailor, they gave us the saber to move into so that we would create content around that. It's a working relationship. Yes. Like they didn't I I hesitate to say they gave us anything because we're giving them as sure. well. And so it's a yes. It's it's, it's a partnership. our it's our, it, it, it's our compensation for the content that we make for them. Now, because they already gave us that unit to live in and we wanted a different one, we paid outright for this one. We paid dealer cost for it. And uh, this is ours and we own it. And uh, we did have to write a big old check for it, though. Yeah, we did write a big old check for it. And we were glad to do that because while we are very happy to be working as ambassadors with the Sabre, we also wanted to make sure that we weren't locking in for too long, if if that makes yeah. sense. Like we we don't want it to always seem like everything that we're presenting is in that particular light. So we have had a lot of like accusations of not being very transparent about this. And so we want to be very, very clear that both the Sabre 
and the Ibex, we own them. Yeah. We are owners of those. Like they belong to us. We do work in order to pay for them. It's basically like having a loan, but they are ours. And at the end of the day, when we are done with our contract with Sabre, when we are done with the Ibex, they are ours to do as we would like. So, uh, and we very much appreciate the freedom that Forest River Sabre Ibex provides or wants to give so that we can be honest and really talk about, yeah, like, they, they want the, our, uh, the, you know, they like, w- I thought the vacuum was a gimmick. I 100% <laughs> thought that was just going to be some lame gimmick. It's the, the same as how I feel about the inverter. Like, please, why can't you just make the microwave work? Like, that's crazy yeah. to me. Not only do they want us to share our real experiences uh, in in their units with you, they, they want us to share with them. So, you know, we give them feedback on <laughs> yes. what we like and what we don't and uh, so that they can continue to make their products better. We've just really loved working with Forest River over the past almost two years now. Um, they're, they're just great, great partners. Yeah. And you know what? On that note, we need to take a break because time is ticking and we are sitting in the gazelle, which needs to be taken down and packed up and all of this stuff needs to be packed up. Yeah. So let's take a break. And when we come back, we will have our fresh tank, black tanks. Be right back. On every road trip, there are moments you wish could last forever. Your kids running into the ocean for the first time, that perfect campsite with views that amaze and surprise, a hike through Sarah's crack, moments you spend time planning and you wish would never end. But like all good adventures, they do. But you know what doesn't have to end? Your RoadPass Pro membership you used to plan that memory-making vacation. Grab your RoadPass Pro membership today and lock in the $49.99 price for life. Featuring some of our favorite trip planning sites like Campendium and Road Trippers and the Togo app for checklists, RoadPass Pro will help you create an amazing RV adventure. Save $10 off your first year with code RVMILES10X and lock in the renewal rate of $49.99 for life. RoadPass Pro is going up in the new year, so if you've been on the fence, now is the time to join and save. Just click the link in the description and use code RVMILES10X to save $10 off your first year of RoadPass Pro. We are back and it is time to check the level of our tanks. Jason, what is in your black tank this week? My black tank is how much vehicle insurance to go into Baja uh, costs. Don't make please can we not talk about We this? didn't really consider that it would be uh, that much more. We just figured it'd be around what we pay uh currently, but it's going to be like $1000 for the month for us to take these two vehicles into Baja, Baja. on insurance. Now the insurance Baja just got real expensive. <laughs> the insurance does cover things like uh like uh, emergency medical evacuation and stuff and you can get just liability and pay a lot less. Um but we wanted to have full coverage because these this this truck and this well a the trucks on a loan. And also I mean let's not forget <laughs> this is Jason and <laughs> <laughs> he is going into Baja with a healing <laughs> broken finger. The truck is on a loan. The loan requires us to have collision coverage. And obviously the RVs are our business, our life and our home. So yes. we want those to have collision coverage as yes. well. So and we I, all love you and we want you to just be. a little, a little shocked by the cost. I did. I have talked to several people now though, that have said to like max out the medical payment coverage because 
apparently the way it works in Mexico is if you if you injure somebody in an accident, basically you're paying their salary for life. It's like, Whoa. yeah. So, uh, so they the insurance company also off, uh, suggested that we max that out as well. But that was okay. actually that only added like fifty bucks to <sighs> max that out. But it's expensive. I, it's I. It's fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. What is in your fresh tank? My fresh tank is this Palm Springs. Joshua Tree KOA that we are leaving today. We've been here for two months. Uh, it is, uh, we talked about this when we stayed here last time. It is not the perfect campground. It is, it, you know, it's older and it's whatever, but the people here are, are very nice. So you nice. have these hot spring, you have these hot spring fed pools uh, and hot tubs that are great to go to. And, the uh, really my fresh tank should be going to not the campground but the staff at the campground yes 100% who have dealt with us getting an obscene number oh. of packages we are at that office every single day picking up packages and multiple some of them times a day and some multiple of them times. are gigantic I, as i said on the last episode the i'm shocked by the amount of things that we needed to buy for this rv yeah. um and you know, obviously, it's the truck. It's the truck rack system. It's our. We got this new gazelle shelter. It's all sorts of stuff, and uh, they have been just so gracious about packages. Never a word about it. Super helpful with my finger broken. They often help me bring them to the truck. Yeah. Great, great, great people here at the Joshua Tree. Uh, Palm Springs KOA. And those hot tubs are so nice. They are nice. They are so nice. All right, what's in your black tank this week? Okay, so I need to flip and do my fresh tank okay. first because my black tank is a part of okay. the fresh tank. You want to you want to end it on a low note? That's fine. I do. I'd like to end it on a low <laughs> note. Thank you, Jason. Uh, my fresh tank this week goes to the Disney Cruise Line. We had such a oh, great time. My goodness. We had the best time on this cruise. So we went for a five-night cruise uh, last week on the Disney Wonder. We went with our friends, Jamie and Clay, and then our friends, Walter and Eugene from Chicago. All Both these two couples are uh, veteran cruisers. So it was this very was nice. our first time. It was our first time. So it was very nice to have them along with us uh, to teach us all the little tricks and, you know, show us the ropes. Uh, we, it was, oh my gosh, that's all I can say. We had so much fun. The kids had, they could go and do whatever they wanted. They go off to their kid club areas. We go off to the adult area. We all meet back up for dinner. They could go eat whenever they wanted, get as many ice oh, cream cones as they wanted. Henry just thought like <laughs> unending pizza and ice cream cones. What is like a child's dream? Like I could be sitting at the pool and someone's like, would you like a drink, miss? And I was like, would I? It was just so great. And while, you know, these cruises are designed to take you to places and we went to Cabo and then we came back and went to Ensenada. That is not what I was here for. Like, I just wanted yeah. to be on the boat. Didn't really need to leave the ship. Yeah. No, it was gorgeous. We had this really lovely stateroom, and everyone that we encountered that works there was so kind. They all remember your name. Oh, I can't handle I, I couldn't work on a cruise ship because I couldn't remember names. I don't know how they do it. I don't, I don't know how every time we went up into the concierge lounge, they not only did they remember our names, 
but it was like they had picked out particular things about us that they really thought were cool that they would focus on. They knew they hadn't seen like one of the kids for a while. And they were like, oh, my gosh, where's so and so? We haven't seen them. And it was they even down to like, oh, do you want, you know, your same drink? Because I really honed in on that lemon drop martini. And then it kind of became like the thing. And it was always waiting for I mean, it was just it was so decadent. And just I think for us, because also being out on the water, there was no service. Like we couldn't work yeah. even if we wanted to. And that was worth every single penny because I think that it's very hard for us, even when we say we're on vacation. And I think it's hard for anyone. I think this is just part of constantly being able to be plugged in. It's really hard to not check. I there are, we have no real pictures from this trip. We have no you've got a, you did a lot getting to know the 360 camera, but like I didn't capture it cuz yeah. it's all just living in my heart and living in my brain and I cannot wait for the next one because there will be another one. So what's your black tank? That we are not currently on a Disney cruise. <laughs> My black tank is that you have not shut the volume off on your watch and it is dinging and dinging and dinging and dinging and dinging oh, and dinging. Well, you know, it's almost <laughs> cupcake time. What do you want from me? But that is, that's all I have to say is that we, well, we have an amazing adventure ahead of us. I am still basking in how just relaxing the Disney cruise was. Speaking of adventure, it's time to pack up and go. Yes, it's great it is. talking to y'all. We're yes. out of here. Hey, and just a reminder, and I know this isn't really going to come out in time uh, for a lot of you, but Monday night, February 6th is our monthly night live for the month of February that we do as a thank you to all of our Mile Marker members. So if you are interested and you hear this before February 6th and you want to join us while we are live from Baja, you can do that by going over to YouTube, Facebook, or the Instagram RV Miles pages and becoming a Mile Marker member. You only have to join on one of those platforms. And then you can join us every month as we go live as our way of saying thank you to those who are offering just a little bit more support here at RV Miles so that we can build content and create things for you that really do benefit the RV consumer. So uh, if you cannot make it for February, we will be doing it again on the first Monday of the month in March. And we would love to see you there. I think we may be back in the States by then. I'm not 100% sure. Finally, if you're heading to Amazon, please consider taking us with you. Just start at amazon.com slash shop slash RV miles. And until then, stay safe. Have a great rest of the February. For those of you, especially who are enjoying a little bit of snow, I got to go. I got to get to Baja. Keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. Bye, friends. Bye.